Welcome, friends. This is the Perfect Strangers podcast. My name is Furby. And uh, yeah, so this is our second episode. And Francesca and I uh, had a pretty good discussion uh, this last week. And yeah, we're, we're, we're slowly getting to know each other. So this uh, this podcast thing is kind of working. Um, yeah, you know, I don't I don't want to waste more time with an intro. So enjoy the episode. And thanks again for listening. Okay. Hello. This is much Hello. better than the Google Hangout on the phone. That's for sure. I, I agree. It's nice to see your your smiling face. <laughs> oh, I know. It's so nice. To, I know. Yeah. It's nice to like put a face to like the voice in the interactions. You know, I don't have the most pretty, the prettiest view. At least yours is like formal. <laughs> I this is uh my my future mother in law's office. So uh yeah, I'm I'm in here just just chilling out of this like wonderfully comfortable executive chair, which is making me like <laughs> super jealous because I have like a standing bench in, in my office at home and I'm like, oh man, this is I can get used to this. This is what <laughs> rich people are like, got it. <laughs> it's like got it. <laughs> I feel Can't like I feel like it's such a power move to have a chair like this. Like it's, it's red leather. Number one, like, wow. yeah, I know. I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like it's such a power ass. move. Okay. Like, like I feel like I should go like that, stretch out, crack my knuckles. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's the ones when I was looking um, for like my office, when I was looking at chairs, there's ones that like now they have like leg rests where you can like pop it open. So like your legs can lay flat. So you kind of sit like an L so like your body's like this and then there, and then there's okay. like bar support. And I was like, <sighs> like, what? So I feel like that's taking... like new, the new thing of laziness. But now that like <laughs> I work from home, I'm just like, I should have probably invested in that because <laughs> it sounds pretty nice now. They're, they're, taking a, they're taking a page out of gamer chairs because gamer chairs have had those yes. leg rests for years. Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, I thought about honestly investing in a gamer chair as well. And then I was like, I don't know if when I'm on the phone with my clients, if they're going to be really interested in like a hot pink and white leather <laughs> chair behind me. They're going to be like, what is this? And I'm going to be like, a gamer chair? <laughs> like, I game? What's up? <laughs> Let's go. It's cool. In mine, I have, a, I have a little wooden block with Blockbuster video on it. It hangs out behind me, so... And my clients see that all the time. So we love that. Yeah. I, right now, now that I'm at my parents, my mom, she collects snow white. So our dining room is, well, our, not, not our, their dining room. <laughs> uh, let me preface that their dining room. She collects Lennox and it's okay. like Lennox Swarovski, like that stuff, but everything Disney snow white. So like sure. right behind me are these plates and there are scenes from snow white. And it like tells the story of Snow White in, in, on these plates. And there's 12 of them, I think. It's like six plates on a row. Um, and it's like the climax of like the movie or like whatever. Anyways, they're behind me. Or maybe even though, actually, I think it's like three or four rows. Anyways, anyways, um, the last few times, like I've been on the call with like my bosses and my partners and stuff. And they're like, what is behind you? And I'm like, oh, just this <laughs> Snow White movie. And they're just like, where are you? And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, don't worry about it. You know, I'm not in jail and that's all that matters. Just like I'm somewhere else. <laughs> so I, um, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking at like new places right now and I'm excited to like have like a different view behind me. So, you know, but you know what? I think that's the new normal. Like I, I'm sure you guys yeah. talk about it a lot with work, but they're like, we're used to clients, like you're not clients, people working with, you know, in the background, kids and animals and whatnot. So it's like, not surprising. Oh, I have a good story about this. So yes, I, uh, I worked for a rather big tech company, uh, for about mm -hmm. a year, uh, okay. during the pandemic and, um, they, they deliver food and give people rides. Okay. You got it. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, while I was uh, training for that job, um, <laughs> oh my god, our uh, our trainer accidentally left her microphone on in a Zoom call, and I could hear like some mumbling, and like her husband says something, or her living boyfriend, and then she just goes like, and I swear to God, <laughs> she just goes, oh, don't you worry, baby, I'm gonna drain them balls tonight, and all of us were like, no, no, ah! you're. 
like, no, 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 no. Finally, one girl goes, goes, um, your microphone is on and we can't mute you. She goes, oh my God, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. And then she just leaves. And this, oh. is the, this was the trainer. So we're like, oh shit. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I like heard about things like this happening, but oh my God, that just happened. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> See, I don't have a story like that, but one time my ex, we were at, this was literally like a month ago and you all, well, this was like in August, so I guess two months ago. Um, I was, I'm it went on my team. I am in charge with a certain department's um, meetings with other like partners that we work with so I was running this meeting and at the very end I was like great does like anybody have any questions like this and that like thank you so much for joining our team call like all this stuff right Mm -hmm. and I didn't leave yet but I I like after I was like being silent because I asked them if they had any questions and my ex goes oh babe that was so cute look at you running a meeting (laughs) and I was like I, I like looked at him and like I had my computer on top of my kitchen island and he was sitting on my living room couch. So I'm looking directly at him and I'm, I thank God I had my camera off. I looked at him and I muted and I was like, I'm not muted. I'm still in this meeting. And he was like, Oh, oh no. my, he was like, he was like, Oh my God, I am so sorry. He was like, do you want me to say I'm sorry? And I was like, just shut up. I was like, I'm going to punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> I mean, I'm being aggressive, but I was like, I was laughing, but I was like so embarrassed. And I was like, you know, insert X's name. And I was just like, I was like, there's like, I'm on a call with like 50 people right now. Oh my God. Like no. you just, and he was like, he's like, I'm sorry. I was just so proud of you. It was just like, I was watching you do this and like, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you can't do that. And like, the reason why he even said that is because like, normally when I am, when I was on calls, like previously and whatnot, I just work in my office and he's, sure. you know, obviously not in the office. So he's like, never heard me run a, a meeting. And I was in the kitchen because I was making food. So I was like, the one time that I leave my office, I, but we were like laughing about it. Uh, I was just yeah. like, and thank God, like nobody said anything. My boss didn't say anything to me. And I was like, I don't know if nobody heard it, but like it was loud as clear. Like everybody could have heard it. Like everyone probably could have laughed and been like, I mean, it was harmless. So they could have just been like, oh, like your boyfriend or whatever is being supportive. But I was like, oh, God. Isn't that, isn't that the worst when it's like, it's something that happens to everybody, right? Like everyone's yeah. like, like, oh, being supportive or whatever, but it's like the most embarrassing thing in the moment. Like, no, you can't know that I have a life outside of you people. What the hell's wrong with you? I know, I know. And I'm and I'm like a super private person and like everybody on my team lives in, in New Jersey. So they like have never met me in person. It's kind of funny. And I'm just like, these people don't know me. Like I'm very like secluded. Like when I turn off my laptop, it's like, I don't, I don't know you. Like, I mean, then the nicest way, but I'm just like, I'm a very like, you know, split my life. Oh, dude, I'm the same way. Yeah. I, so I'm just like, I work, nobody knows I have a boyfriend or anything. I was just like, oh God. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I work for a company that's based out of the UK. So it's like, I'm, I'm one of two people in the US that's their employees. And we're, and we're a team or a company with like 150 people. So, oh my God. Like, like after like noon, because they all clock out at noon. Yeah. Like, it's just me and this other dude. That's it on slack oh, like it's it's so cool. dead silent it's awesome it's so yeah. amazing uh so what do you do if you don't mind me asking? well you don't have to say who you work for but like what, yeah. what do you do no uh it's it's a pretty boring explanation um i work for a cab company uh not really a cab company it's like a middleman almost um between cab okay. companies and um like like travel websites um okay yeah it, yeah that's, that's basically all we do we just aggregate business okay okay that works that's really nice though because then you know you're permanently working from home so yeah it's very nice (laughs) yeah I just had to I just had to recently talk to my boss about that because my job implemented a new policy and basically they want us to go back into office and I was like hell to the no (laughs) like I was like I went into office twice and then I got COVID. 
So I don't know, but I also, I was on vacation the week after. However, with the timeline that is with, you know, COVID, you would say that I got it in the office. Right. So I don't know, but it makes me very like, I don't want to go back into office at all. And um, I also, when I got hired, I've been, I've been working remotely since. So I like told my boss, like, I was like, I haven't, like, I've been doing my job this whole time from home and I'm kicking ass. So like, why do I need to go in? And he was like, honestly, you have a point. And I was like, what's saying? And I was like, and not to mention he is in New Jersey and I'm elsewhere. So I was like, no matter what, even if I go into office, I'm still working remotely because you guys are ever, are back in New Jersey. So yeah. why does it matter? It's just that I have to put on dress clothes. But that's it. Like, you really? know, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because it's like, well, yeah, our, we have like a, we are so, I, oh gosh, my, okay. So my, my work, we have like different departments and levels and I work in the more corporate side of things. So it's expected from our department to at least look nice. Like we kind of like carry the, the, I don't, I'm making myself sound way more important than I am, but like, you know, it's (laughs) like, our like the, I hate to say this. It's not that the other departments aren't as important, but the other departments are more than me. Yeah. Um, where we like, we deal with huge corporations, huge clientele. So like we have to look some sort of present, you know, presentable. However, yeah. when I work from home, I, I'm, you know, in hoodies sometimes doing meetings and nobody cares, but yeah. if I'm in office, I have to like, obviously I'm representing the company. So, um, yeah, it sinks, but yeah, I don't I'm mind. Like, I don't mind dressing up but I don't want to do that every day <laughs> no well when I uh when I interviewed for my job um obviously I didn't go to London yeah dang but, uh, <laughs> son of a mm. yeah no uh, but uh when I was doing it over zoom uh I put on like you know I don't I don't like wearing ties so I refuse to wear them just for mm-hmm. anything so I had like a yeah. nice shirt on and a jacket and of course I had you know pajama bottoms on on yeah. the bottom because why would I wear slacks, right? Right. So anyway, I get the job. And uh, my first day, I dressed like I put on a college shirt or whatever. Mm-hmm. And my second day, I was wearing just a T-shirt like I am now. And one of the guys that interviewed me, I had a Zoom with him. He goes, aha, so you get the job and you phone it in on the dress code, huh? Like called <laughs> me out. And I was like, yeah, you know, I figured you guys have me here. It's too hard to fire me at this point. Right. <laughs> I love that. You should have just been like, it's America. I'm sorry. We're a little, we're a little lazy over here. <laughs> I live in Florida, but it's close enough to the south where we live a little bit slower, all right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always, I love, I have like a couple of British friends and, well, I have friends in other countries too, but I always just throw the American joke. I'm like, I'm American. I don't know what you want from me. Like, I, <laughs> we're stupid and we're pretty, you know, every slur in your book. So I don't know, but, you know, I, I got to run the joke as much as I can. You have, but, you have friends like you have friends like everywhere. Yeah, I do. From the music industry, I just that uh, makes sense. Yeah, so I it it's all music industry. Um, they're all yeah. like musicians, or they are crew members, or I befriended their friends and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's really cool though. I I will say uh, having friends that like live in Australia, Canada, the UK. Um, those are basically wherever, those are like the three countries that everybody lives in. And <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I like, I don't know. Unfortunately, I don't have any friends in Madagascar, but you know, like I have, I have friends in the, the, that's basically where everybody is. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's really cool. The only the only place I haven't been to yet is Australia, which I really want to go. Oh, I have actually one friend in New Zealand, but she is originally from New Zealand. But when we, we became friends, she was actually living in the UK. And okay. then she 
when the UK with the Brexit thing, she had to lose her visa because they now uh, stopped it. Like you can only be in the UK now for like five years or something. So she had to move back to New Zealand, but now she's killing it. She's like, yeah, but she works in music. So, um, but she's like in charge of New Zealand's like big radio station. It's like their Kiss FM. And she's like the director of marketing and events. And she's just killing it. So I, but I love her. She's so funny. She's cool. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I love my friends. So I'm always just like talking about them. So I could talk about No, no, that's a good thing. Like I I have a lot of like close friends or a few close friends, but I don't have like a big group of friends, if you will. Um, yeah. Just cause I don't know. I'm really bad about like keeping up with people and, and like reaching out. This just me too. If anyone I know is listening and hasn't talked to me in a while, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm really bad about it. that stuff. But, um, but I do have a few friends that I talk to on a pretty regular basis. And it's usually people I grew up with, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of the same way though. I mean, being in the music industry and, stuff like that it's i mean you meet people from everywhere and that's such a small community so oh yeah no i understand the friend thing though it's funny it's like i have a lot of friends but i only honestly i really only talk to like a handful that like every day but even still like my best friends will tell you like they have to text me 20 times and they're like, are you going to text me back yet? And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like they know if they just call me, I will answer. I'm not going to text back. I'm so bad with texting. No, I'm the same so, way. I'm the exact same way. If, if you call yeah. me, I'll, I'll answer and I'll, I'll talk to you for three and a half hours. If you want to, if you text mm-hmm. me, I'll be like, Oh yeah. And then I'll put my phone away. Yeah. I just, yeah, I'm really, really bad at it. So, um, I guess I, I can't, I can't say anything because I'm the same way. Like I try to keep up with my friends is all social media. And I hate that. Cause like, I wish it was, I wish it was different. And then, you know, one thing that I got into an argument with, with my ex, I, oh God, I fucking hate bringing him up. But anyways, he doesn't use social media. So he has no social media and we were distanced, but we have been distanced for years, but anyways, like he hates it. And he was always like, why are you always like, I hate that you're always on social media. I hate that you're always blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you have to understand though, like my whole life for 10 years now has depended. My friendships have depended on the internet because they don't live around here. And that was my only communication of knowing what we're all up to. So it has formed this unhealthy habit that I like can't break now. It's literally an addiction, which is sad. And it's like, it's not like I'm like addicted to the internet. It's literally just my friends. Like, I'm just like, I want to see what everybody's up to because I'm having FOMO. We all live in different places. So, and now- It's kind of crazy how like we- like we've created, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, you're not interrupting. Um, It's kind of crazy how like we've created this entire world that like exists on this like six inch screen. Like it's it's, like literally an entire world there that, that for all intents and purposes doesn't exist, you know? Yeah. Like, like it's, it's, it's just insane. And I don't know. I, I always think like, about like catfishing and stuff. Like how many times have I been catfished by someone that like, not, not even like in a romantic way, just someone presenting themselves as someone that they're not on the internet. And I had like a full on conversation and like, I got pissed off at them and started getting in a, a, like a Facebook or Instagram battle or something, you know, right. How many times has that happened where like someone's just laughing at me or making fun of me or I don't know. I I think it's interesting. Kind of a, I understand because my like, God, in looking back at this, this is so dangerous. I do not recommend anybody ever doing this. But my survival mode as a kid who was bullied and didn't like have friends in my like hometown and stuff was making friends on the internet. So I was on Twitter at like 12 years old and befriending strangers on the internet. And we would, yeah. Looking back, I cannot believe 
I'm not killed. Like I hate, and like, I'm not, you know, like seriously, because I befriended people all across the world and they would be on our tiny chat videos. And we had this like micro celebrity to, there was a group of us and it was like, we were like this close friend group that was like in Stan Twitter. Now it's called Stan Twitter. Back then it wasn't, it was just like, I don't know. We were on Tumblr and Twitter and we've listened to pop punk and like that scene. And so like, we always went to concerts and like people just like wanted to be our friends and we would do tiny chat, which was like, join our chat. Like we're on video. We're all just the friends of us hanging out being funny and friendly or whatever. And then like, you know, getting our chats. And the one girl was like, the queen celebrity of us but like we all had thousands and thousands of followers but she was like bigger and she was real like me and me and her were like there was a couple of them that were like real but they never talked but me and her like talked a couple of them would always say their video doesn't work or their sound doesn't work but they would always talk to us and me and her are still good friends um Actually, I, I mean, I, I can say her. Her name is Gaga. She's, um, her name is Gaga, but it's spelled G-E-G-E. Okay. So I, for years, thought you, it was G-E-G-E. You got me, like, you got me really excited for a second. Like, you know Gaga? Hold on. Wait. No, no. <laughs> no. But no, she she goes, I thought it was Gigi was her name. And it was like, no, her name is Gaga. Um, she was from Arkansas. And we befriended over the band All Time Low and the Maine and Forever the Sickest Kids. And we were just like this, these scene kids and we would post stuff on Tumblr, YouTube, um, Twitter. And she was the queen of ours. And now she like lives in California, but like, you know, I still keep up to date with her. We don't talk as often, but looking back, I like asked her like two years ago and I was like, Gaga, like, do you think like some of these people, like naming like 10 of these people that like used to be in our tiny chats all the time and stuff. Like I was like, do you think they catfished us? Because like, I'm very positive they did. And like looking back at like some of the, the people that we were friends with, I'm like, I don't think they were real. And we were 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 on the internet, letting strangers watch us talk. And people did all the time. It was like before Twitch was a thing. And it was like, yeah. I can't believe that we did that. And there was, we never did anything bad. It was like all, we only talked about like Alex Gasgarth and, you know, obsessions of like our <laughs> band boy things in like there's Tumblr. That. But now I'm just like, there's a video of us on YouTube and Gigi, oh, Gaga, I always call her Gigi by accident. Gaga can't get it off YouTube because she posted it like 12 years ago. And it's a screen oh. recording of our conversations. Oh, I'm like, we're 13, 14 years old. You know that video has like 60,000 views? Wow. And there's nothing to it. Like there's literally, it's literally just children talking. And Gaga and I like have talked about it. We've been like, why does this video have 60,000 views? And now that I'm like, you know, yeah. 2020, 2021, like now that I, well, I'm saying like the years 2020, 2021, but like now that I'm like 24, 25 and I understand things better, I'm like, oh my God, how yeah. am I like, I'm, I'm freaked out, but you know, I, I changed, I deleted that Twitter. Well, I was forced to delete that Twitter when my parents found it um, when I was like 16, 17 and I made a new one, which is, you know, the accounts that I have now and like the new Instagrams and everything. So like, I don't have, you know, all those followers anymore and stuff, but um, I I don't know. I just think back to it and I'm like, what, how didn't anybody not punch me in the face and be like, hello. See, that's, that's so wild to me. Cause like you're, you're, you're what? 25 you said. Yeah. So you're, you're eight years younger than me. So um, like when I was 12 or 13, the internet was a thing, but it was like chat rooms, right? So yeah, like like we would go into chat rooms and you know, being twelve or thirteen year old boys, obviously we'd be like, How can we talk to chicks, dude? You know. Yeah. So there would be like four of us and I don't know, I think about it, that was very like homoerotic, if you will, which is fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're all Teenagers. going in there to, yeah, trying to talk to like one girl and being like, 
yeah, I'm six five and I have a chisel body. And they're like, oh yeah, baby. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> That's so funny. No, I, I get it though. Cause we uh, obviously, I lied too about like my life and living, but looking back, I'm like, thank God I lied about my life because yeah. nobody now knows anything about me, but continue. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was just saying like the, the idea of catfishing, uh, cause I didn't get, social media until i was like 16 i think those were myspace became a thing or or when i got myspace i should say and uh like the idea of catfishing wasn't even like a thought that crossed my mind like i, I remember there was some like really weird shit like you would obviously 16 year old boy uh if i saw a hot girl friend request right yeah <clears throat> so uh then there would always be like very creepy and very like can you send me money or I'm, I'm lost and like all this shit. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going through like this whirlwind of emotions. Like, Oh my God, this poor lady, this poor girl. And she's right. like, oh, I need to say, you know, Oh yeah. my God. I'm, like, oh, I'm, no, I get right it. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> it's funny you say that. Well, I mean, this isn't funny, but like I was really good friends with this girl in middle school and high school. And she was huge on MySpace. I was mm-hmm. never allowed in MySpace. I tried making it every time I got in trouble was not a lot of MySpace. And she was big on MySpace. She was a lot of MySpace. She would post some, like looking back, we were 12 years old, 13 years old, posting photos that were like not appropriate. And she had a boy from South Carolina who was 18 drive up to visit her and they were dating. No. And he stayed, he stayed at her parents' place, 12, 13 years old. Oh. Like... I remember being like, what? And now that I'm older, I'm just like, I, and then I thought it was a problem. Now I'm like, what? What? Like we were in middle school, middle school. Yeah, that's, yeah. And like that inner, the, I don't know. It was, yeah, it was so bad. And then, I mean, like even me, like when I was on the internet, like they were mostly girls thank God. But I befriended these girls that lived like 30 minutes away from me and they were two years older than me, but it was through music. And it was like, I want to go to this concert. You, you, we can go to Pittsburgh together, like downtown, like let's meet up and have friends. And then like, I don't have to go to the show alone. And I remember my mom, like I wanted to go hang out at their house. And my mom was like, I am not dropping you off there. I don't know her parents. I don't know her family. Like I'm not taking you there. And I remember being like, no, like, they're like, really? And then like, eventually my parents did meet them and they were like, okay, these girls are, they really are like your age. They're just live 30 minutes away. But that's like, I met them on Twitter, like in Tumblr, like what the hell? But I, but I will say as scary as this all was, I never, and I'm very Again, very grateful knocking on wood, but like I never had an incident where I was like, this is bad. And I know I'm one of the very lucky and very few besides yeah. like the, the YouTube thing, but like I've never had like an, an encounter. And if anything, it taught me at a very young age when I started working in music and I started touring and I started making friends, it taught me how to make friends with people and like where people are from and stuff, because I was so shy and scared because back here I was like, you know, I was a loser and weird. So, but in other places it was like, it it gave me a sense of like, you belong here. And it made me realize that like, you know, just because you don't find your place here doesn't mean you can't find it elsewhere. So and like making friends and stuff and yeah so I guess like it was like a blessing in disguise like I kind of set myself up to like realize how to have relationships that in front you know friendships and stuff that um you know necessarily don't always have to be like in your hometown but I'm still terrible at texting so it doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) but while you're while you were saying that story I thought about like I've only had one encounter with someone who I met online that I was that, and it was the only one I've ever had to have to be like, Holy fuck. I see why so many people are like, when they have these interactions, they're like, Holy shit. What did I need to get out of here? Right. Um, 
So when I moved to to Austin, this was back in 2012. Um, I only knew one person, so I was trying to find you know people to play with. I just graduated yeah. music school, you know. So uh, as any musician in a new town does, I went to Craigslist. Yeah, think you see where this is going. Uh, yeah. So I find this this guy, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm into jazz fusion," and I was like, oh, "I can play that, whatever." Like that's that's kind of cool. So. Um, I was like, yeah, let's, let's jam. So he said, all right, cool. I have a, I have a space. Just meet me at this address and, and we'll jam. So I was like, okay, cool, cool. So I show up, it's this guy's apartment, which whatever, I've done that before. Yeah. Uh, I walk in and this dude is a hoarder, like straight up hoarder. Like he's got newspaper stacks and like milk crates and just shit everywhere in this apartment. So I was like, oh my God. Okay. Well, 15 minutes, be nice. Just be like, eh, this isn't working. I got to go or make something up. So <clears throat> I go into this guy's house and he goes, oh yeah, my equipment's in the room. So I'm like, okay, there's a one bedroom apartment maybe. And you know, there's shit everywhere. Go into his room and he has like three candles lit and there's no music equipment in there. And I was like, okay, well, where's your music equipment? He goes, oh, well, well, I thought that you could just play and I could sing for now. I was like, oh my fucking God, this guy's going to wear me as a lampshade. I swear to God. Oh my gosh. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm like, maybe this guy's just really, really awkward. You know, I was 24. So I was like, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And like, I'm 6'3", 285. So like, I can, if I have to, I can, you know, fight if right. I absolutely need to. Right. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden he goes, yeah, so I'm, I'm just cooking some meatloaf. And uh, do you want a drink? And I was like, yeah, just give me whatever you have. This dude fills up an entire like 16 ounce glass of pure whiskey, like pure bourbon just on its own and hands it to me. And I'm like, oh, God, no. <sighs> so then he wants to feed me. And I'm like, uh, no, I ate before I came. And then he starts crying, saying, like, I can't believe you don't want my food. And I'm like, OK, dude, I got to get out of here. And I didn't have... I was, I'm a very like awkward person, just kind of, well, at that point anyway, I was a very awkward person in general. So I didn't really know how mm-hmm. to get out of that situation. So I just kind of was like, yeah, I'd like to, man, I got to go though. I had, you know, whatever, whatever. So I leave. Thank God I'm not dead. This guy calls me every 15 minutes from like 10 PM until about 8 AM. Every 15 minutes is calling and leaving me voicemails, crying, screaming, yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God. So finally I answer it. Cause I'm like, I haven't slept all night. And I answer, I go, what? He goes, Oh, Hey bud, you want to come over again? I was like, absolutely not. And this is before iPhone was on Verizon. So I didn't have a way to block his number. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And when he said it, I was, I was like, you know what, dude, I gotta be honest. You're really creepy. Like you're just a really yeah. creepy person and I want nothing to do with you. Like, I'm just going to be real with you. He's like, fine, no loss. You're no friend of me. And then hangs up the phone. So I tell you this story to tell you another story. <clears throat> so I have the one guy that I knew in Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm hanging out with him and I'm like, yeah, dude, I, I went and I had this weird interaction with this guy. Like, and then I kind of told him, I went to his apartment and he's a hoarder. And he goes, wait, did he try to make you meatloaf and then give you an entire glass of alcohol? And I was like, yeah. He goes, I fucking met the same guy when I moved here. And I was like, no, you didn't. He goes, yeah. And then did he call you like every 20 minutes for like days? And I was like, well, not for days, but yeah, he did it for like 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. Me, me and the one guy that I knew what? had both encountered this dude. How? <laughs> how? Like, how did he meet him? I just, I just told him because he was like, have you met anyone out here? And I was like, oh, just this one guy who was weird. And then he was just like, yeah, yeah. I met oh him my God. <laughs> That's so weird because it's not like it's a small town or city. You know what I mean? Like you're in a big area. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I don't know. Craigslist, man. That, that was uh, kind of the last it's time funny. I tried Craigslist. It's funny you say that. So, um, a store, um, a more recent story about Craigslist. And I hate, again, I hate to bring him up, but my ex, he, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to bring him up. I just like this You're funny story. He was trying to move out of his mom's. He, you know, he was, he's going through like a, 
a change of season in life right now. And he's got like a lot on his plate and he really just needs to get out of his mom's. So he was like talking to friends about living with them, blah, 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 this and that. Then he calls me and he's like, I found a place to live. I'm going to move in like in two weeks. And I was like, that's really fast. Like how, how'd you, what is this? Like, where are you moving to? And he was like, I found the guy on Craigslist. Oh boy. And I said, huh? I was like, you know, it is 2021. Like, are you sure? And he was like, no, I swear. Older man who needs help around the house. Like, like, Oh no, 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 no. But not, not, he's not, not a caregiver. Like not like personal, but like housework. So like building things and like cleaning the roof and like things like that. He, this man needs help. And you still have to pay to live there though, but he's going to teach you life skills. Oh God, no. And I was like, inserts name. Are you sure about that? And he was like, yeah, I swear. Like his name is Jim. He's in his seventies. And also I never got to learn these life skills. I've always wanted to anyways. And like, I can do my schoolwork, you know, during the day. And then like, you know, in between I can like do this house stuff and like, he's going to teach me how to weld and like all these types of things. And I was like, okay. And I was like, so wait a second, you're doing all this labor to live in his house. And he's like, yeah. So he pays four fifty. he pays four fifty a month. And it's a small office space. He has to have his own. He can't use the kitchen. He can't use the living room. Oh, okay. So he had to have his own microwave and like little refrigerator. And he's like living in this like little small bedroom. And he doesn't allow him to have guests over. And so I wasn't allowed to come over. Oh. And I wasn't allowed to stay the night or anything if I wanted to. Like nothing. I was wow. not allowed Um. Yeah. And he's paying 450 and then does labor around the house like five days a week. And I was like, inserts X name. I understand you live in New Jersey and that is very cheap. But what the fuck? Like I was like, (laughs) like, am I like the only one that's sitting here? That's like, (laughs) why are you paying if you're doing labor, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> don't devalue yourself. But he, you know what though, he's happy because it's better than living in his mom's, and it's something that fair. he can afford. That's fair. And he's only ten minutes from his other job, so like, I wish him the best of luck. I just like that's not normal. That's not like okay. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, if it works for him, though, I mean, cool. But uh, the, I, I don't know that I would do that. But hey, yeah, like you're 26. Like, why would? <laughs> Anyways, yeah, yeah. And, but yeah, I was cracking when he told me. He's like, yeah, I'm just looking on Craigslist. I was like, don't go on. No, get no. Why are you? No, I was like. Anyways. This, is, this is a perfect time to say that if Craigslist would like to sponsor this podcast, we would be more than happy to take you on as a sponsor. Craigslist, where you can meet creeps for free. Yes. <laughs> you can live with 70-year-old men. You can do 70-year-old well, men's chores. You can, yeah. you can do 70-year-old men's chores and still have to pay rent. Yeah. And you're not allowed, your, your girlfriends aren't allowed over nothing. Twenty. You bring up seventy-year-old men, and this is a very different, very different topic. But uh, me and uh, my fiance went to go pick up a guitar amp a couple weeks ago, and we mm-hmm. went to Port St. Lucie or so, somewhere okay. a little further south of Orlando. And it was like we went to go eat at this little like diner on the beach, and it was like Boomer Central. And I have to be honest with you, I enjoyed the shit out of it. <clears throat> like, really? Sing. Okay, so. I get, I get that a lot of boomers get a bad rep, and I'm not saying that it's not warranted. Yeah. But being being amongst boomers in their environment in Florida, where they're like just around each other and just enjoying life, was yeah. such a mind fuck to me. Like I turned I turned to my fiance and I was like, 
this is amazing because I'm just seeing all of them act like 20 year olds. And this is exactly what it was like in 1950, 60, whatever the hell. Right. Like, this is, this is hilarious. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> See, I've never, I've never been to Port St. Lucie. I've only been to West Palm. Sure. But West Palm is kind of like that too. But I feel like West Palm is where like, it's, it's like a mix. Cause like younger people are starting to move there too. Sure. But yeah, I low key can't wait to retire. But see, like I when I retire, <laughs> I want to go to Orange County, yeah, like California. So that, and, but that's you, you have to start like, getting plastic surgery me. since now. You're a couple years late on the plastic surgery to go to to go to Orange County. So I, I know, get, I know, I am. I know. I don't. I don't have my Botox. My friends do Botox, and I'm like, we are 25. What are you doing, like, dude? Oh my god. I remember, so I remember making a fa- like a status forever ago. Like I it was, wasn't that long ago. We were all taking shots of vodka. Now we're taking like shots of turmeric and Botox. Like what the yeah. fuck is going on here, dude? I know. And everybody's like, no, it's because of my wrinkles. And I'm like, you realize though, doing it at 25 is going to make you extra wrinkly when you're in your forties. And they're like, no, it doesn't. And I'm like, yes, it does. Because like you become know. addicted to it and like you're ruining your face. Like, Oh, anyways, that's like a whole other subject I could really uh, go on. This but, is this is me. My, my dude brain tells me like, yo, I'm gonna look like a prune one day. Just just let it happen. But right. like, well, I, I say that as a guy, knowing like I'm not gonna get judged ne- judged nearly as harshly. So I, I get it. But 25, yeah. that's that's no. Like, that's and, and here's the thing: I am not against plastic surgery. Like I'm one of those no, people. Of course that, like, not. If that's what you want to do, and it makes you happy, I'm happy for you. Like I just want to pref like make sure yeah. I say like, I don't care. Like if that's what you want to do, girl, go do it. Yeah, but like, absolutely. I also don't think that it's necessary. Like, I think like you don't need to, but, for, but if that's for some people, then like, I understand like certain headaches and like, there are like bigger things, but I just think LA culture has made it more toxic than it is. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. And also just like you watch botch. If you just watch like an episode of botch, it would make you not want to ever do it because it's just like, if I get it done with my, like I've thought about it. Like there's certain things that I'm like, Oh, I wish I could like do this. And then I'm like, I'm in my twenties. If I have kids and then by my forties, like, what do I do? Like, am I, is it going to, my body's going to start rejecting it. Am I going to have complications? because your body's changing and like your body's not meant for plastic surgery. So it's like, I, I, yeah, I mean, I've just watched a couple episodes of botched and I'm like, Oh my God. Like I'm not, I'm not getting under the knife. Forget it. Forget it. Like, like people who have too much, especially their face, like number one, it doesn't look natural. Right. Like, like just the human condition, like the way we look at other people, when we see someone who's had like an extreme amount of plastic surgery, we're just immediately drawn to them. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, like just from a pure, like primal standpoint, you know, like there's something, it's like when you see someone with like a boil on their neck or like a growth on something, like it's the exact same receptors in your brain. So like, I don't, I don't understand how, I mean, I guess it's an addiction of somehow and trying to fill a hole when people go crazy with it. Um, Just like shopping or anything else, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you let it get to that point, you know? Right. And I, I understand though, cause it's like for years I had, I mean, for years I was dyeing my hair blonde and I had extensions and I had like that, that fake look and it kind of like, I mean, one money, just like spending the money was just like absurd. But secondly, sure. I was just like, why am I doing Like, I'm like destroying my hair and I'm destroying, like, I don't want to be bald when I'm like, you know, in my twenties. And now like two years later, my hair is my natural hair color and it's as long as my extensions were. So like all it took was just for me to take them out and I got what I wanted. So all it took you was just waiting a fucking minute. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously though, it really was like, I mean, COVID helped too, because then I was hiding and I was like, Oh, it doesn't matter that my hair is just like, you know, an out, but sure. I, uh, no, it did. It took me like being patient for me to be like, ah, oh, okay. That's what I need. And like, it really was like, what took was, um, well, for, and nobody ever knew I had extensions and then everyone was like, oh my God, your hair looks so natural and pretty. Like it, you would never know you have extensions. And then I, a friend of mine was like, 
or no, no, it was like a coworker and my old job. She was like, Hey, like, what does your hair look, look like without the extensions? And I was like, Oh, like, you know, you take the extensions, like this is my natural length or whatever. And she was just like, take a photo when you go to the hair salon. Like, I'm just curious, like how you look with your short hair. And I was like, okay. So I took a photo and I remember I like posted it on my Instagram story and I like tagged her. I was like for so-and-so like my natural hair and I just got bombarded of people being like, but you look great with your short hair. Like, why, why do you do the extensions? Like, oh my gosh. And it was like a big confidence boost of people being like, Fran, like there's nothing wrong with your long hair. Like you should do it short. Like you should leave it natural for a little because it's really pretty like that. And I was like, really? And it was like, it's, it's a shame that it took some like other people to like hit my insecurity out of my mind. But then I was like, maybe right. And then two months later, so I took my extensions out and I was like, let's give my hair a little break. And then COVID happened. So then I for sure couldn't put my extensions back in. And then the hair salons didn't open up until like December of that year. And at that point I was like, I don't want my extensions in. My hair is great now. Like, let's just keep it like this. And my girl was like, yeah, like probably give it another year and your hair will be as long as your extensions. And lo and behold, here I am. Like my hair is, it's not as thick, you know, the extensions give like a little, I'm giving you a girl lesson. The extensions give you like a little more like volume, but it's what I wanted. So now I'm like, I don't, I, and I'm saving a ton of money because extensions, Every six months, I was spending about $1,200. Holy and shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Because really? every six months, every six to eight months, you you get a new bag of hair. And with my bags of hair, which were tape-ins, the bags of hair themselves cost about $400. And then for her to do a reinstallment and then has to dye my hair and put the simple dimensions of highlights in between, which is what my extension pieces were. That alone, just to do my hair was about 300 and then it's $15 per tape in. So I would have about like about 15 pieces. So, and then plus tip. I was spending about $1,200 because I would be in the salon for about four to five hours. So obviously I have to pay my girl for like, and she's a good friend of mine. So I take care of her. So I'm not like, you know, doing that, but yeah. Also I apologize. My mom is screaming on the phone right now in the background. If you hear that, I hope not. She's (laughs) she's on anesthesia and she's a little loopy right now. So, but anyways, yeah. So it's very expensive. I'm, I'm never going to complain about a $40 haircut again. Cause uh, no. yeah, no, I remember yeah. the first time, the first time I spent like 40 or 50 bucks on a haircut, I was like, this is insane. What is wrong with you people? And then uh, my fiance was like, yeah, my hair costs like 200 bucks to do. I was like, what, what did you just say? I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm not going to complain anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but we'll see that thing. So it was $1,200 every six to eight months. Cause I would get new bags of hair. But yeah. when I, I would have to go in every four weeks to like, cause the tapins would grow. So they would have to take them apart and move them back up. Uh, so every four weeks I was going in spending another two, $300 on my hair. So, Jesus. yeah. So like in a year I spent about probably three to four grand on my hair, probably even more, honestly. Yes, but every three or four weeks, you're going, oh, my mama, oh, my hood. I look look good. (laughs) But but that's the thing that, like, it does, it does, like, it's the confidence of, like, and everybody being like, I love your hair. And you're like, I know, I bought it. Like, literally what Ariana Grande said, like, I bought it. (laughs) And then now, though, she just, like, uh, tones, like, my roots and then colors anyways i don't know why yeah i'm having you're a good, you're good. You, but, you're but even good, still, you're like i pay my girl like i see her every two months now just to like touch up my hair and get a haircut and i'm still with tip paying about 200 dollars. so 
Uh, yeah. I thought I, I thought I was losing my hair earlier this year. That scared the shit out of me. Really? As you can see, as you can see, I had pretty thick hair, so it's, oh, yeah. it's back. But uh, I uh, I've lost about a hundred pounds over COVID. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, congratulations, that's awesome. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. Yes, I was fishing for a compliment, so thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I've lost about a hundred pounds over the last year, and uh, I didn't know this until my fiance told me. But apparently, when you lose a lot of weight like that, uh, your body kind of shifts and your proteins are kind of messed up and the first thing to go are the proteins to your hair yes i didn't i didn't know that so i was freaking the fuck out because i went from like having this luscious head of hair that you see in front of you to like it wasn't like bald bald but for me it was very bald you know yeah like i remember going to the doctor being like can i get propecia and he's like for what but (laughs) my mom came out to visit me in april and I was like, I don't want to freak you out, but like my hair is very thin now. So she saw it. She goes, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Are you going bald? And I was like, no, no. Did they tell you to do like a keratin treatment? Um, so he, he, he did prescribe me Propecia, which I took for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that shit sucks. Oh my God. That shit like, oh, it's awful. That, that, yeah. So that stuff just, it makes you very lethargic and very tired all the time. Or at least it made me like that. And then I did the foam too. So my head started breaking out so bad. Not that you want to hear that, but yeah, it started breaking out so bad at the crown. Um, So I just, I just stopped and I was like, if I'm going to be bald, I'm going to be bald. And then, you know, and then, you know, um, my boy God had my back and uh, was like, here, here's your follicles back. So that was nice, nice to get. But, uh, oh man. Yeah. That, that was, that was a very stressful, like six months. I thought I was going bald. <laughs> that's that's, I understand though. I, I've fluctuated with my weight drastically and other health issues and stuff. And I have had um, your hair. You never realize like how bad it is until your hair. Like I, I remember two years ago, I was, this is when I got my extensions out and I was super sick in the hospital. And this was before COVID was COVID and I'm very positive I had it, but I ended up in the hospital and then I came um, home to see my girl and she was like, I didn't even tell her and she touched my hair and she was like, are you sick? Is something going on with you? And I was like, you can tell. And she was like, oh, absolutely. You can tell by your hair texture. Just like if you're sick, if you're going through something and she was like, your hair is different. She was like, what's going on? And I was like, yeah, like, I was in the hospital and like, I was super sick. My, my kidneys were like failing in my, nobody could figure out what was going on That's and this snap, blah, blah, blah. And she was just like, yeah, she's like, I can literally tell by your hair, your hair is so thin. It's falling out. And I was like, well, I was also stressed, but she was like, yeah, like your body though is like, it's fighting for its life. Like I can literally tell. And she can tell anytime. Any and all times she knows when I'm sick or like if something is like changing with my body. Cause she's like, your hair is different. And then like, she's also taught me that too. So now like sometimes like when I got COVID two months ago, I was like literally doing this with my hair and I was like conditioning treatment. I was like, it's, this is not falling out, but it was, my hair was just falling out. And I was like, it doesn't help that when you're stressed, your hair fa- does fall out. But on top of that, like also my body's just like, releasing the hair so it was like double whammy yeah but it's so crazy like how our bodies are all like connected and it affects different ways and different things but fun yeah yeah. fact though so if you're ever i hope that you don't get sick anytime soon but if you ever get sick feel your hair see if it feels different i will i will definitely try that i hope i don't get sick ever again i know uh, yeah same but like even you know even if you have like a flu or something just like feel like if your hair feels weird I'll do that. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. That's probably like when they say you're giving me white hairs from stress and shit. I guess that's true. I thought it was just a figure of speech. But. <laughs> no, yeah. No, it's definitely very real. As somebody that like has a stress hormone problem, like actually like a medical diagnosis of it. Yes, it does. Because like when my cortisol levels are higher, I get more gray hairs at the roots and then like they'll go away. Like if I'm like fine. I found... So I've had a couple of gray hairs, but I found my first gray beard hair Mm -hmm. and that freaked me out because I was like, no, 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 no. I'm only 33. This must be happening. So 
So I yanked it hey, out. That's actually just, pretty good for being 33 and getting your first beard here. So that's, that's what I found out. My, my best friend back home, he's my same age. And I was like, dude, I got my first grade beard hair. And he's like, dude, I've had those since I was 17. What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, like, I, I pulled it out. I pulled it out and I was just staring at it for like five minutes. Just like, oh my God, my youth, just, it's gone. It's oh. gone. <laughs> Babe, but that means that's a good thing though. Cause you, I mean, you can still be a child at heart, but like, you now you know, like, I don't know. I try to see the bliss in being an adult right now. I turned 26 (laughs) in two months. Okay. I'm trying to like either get married and like figure out my health insurance or something, but I'm having that midlife crisis. This is a quarter life crisis. It only gets worse. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I know. I know. It gets gets better. It gets better. At 26, I thought the same thing. Like, oh my God, my life's over. I can tell you right now at 33, like I still feel young as shit. So yeah, I, I really, Oh my God. I just had an epiphany. I'm closer to 40 than I am 25. Holy shit. Wow. Thanks friend. Thanks for for bringing that. (laughs) Well, Hey, I'm I'm about to be closer to 30 than I am to 20. And I still talk about when I was 20 and 21, like it was yesterday. So that's, that's cool. I'm I'm closer to 30 than I am 22. So it's fine. Uh, (laughs) I know. True. Actually very true. Yeah. I, I, I know, but I feel like I'm like, have, I'm like freaking myself out right now. Cause I'm like, my grandma said something to me and like with me moving and she was just like, Francesca, like you're turning 26 in two months. Like you need to stop moving. Like you need to settle down and get like a boyfriend or something. And I was like, shut up. Like I was like, stop talking. And like, I have friends that are getting engaged oh and they're having kids and they're having their second kid. And I'm like, literally they call me aunt fran and i'm like yep that's nice. all i'm going to be is just crazy aunt fran who's like nice. picking up like i'll nice. be in my like young 30s picking up the kids at school like i was like oh my god like i really am like the last friend and like i don't know i guess it's like bittersweet but it does like feel weird sometimes because like you see it on tvs and movies like that one friend in your the friend group that's just like the single one and i'm like that's actually me that is like actually me. So, you know what that means, though. Depending on if it's a Hallmark movie or a rom com that goes to theaters, you're either going to meet the guy of your dreams who's a hedge fund manager, or the guy of your dreams who owns like a little cookie shop. <laughs> oh my god! Ah, uh, I know, I know. I guess, like, well, for starters, my issue is I need to stop dating musicians. Yeah, we're the worst. We're the worst. I don't and know why you're still with me. Secondly, yeah, see, but yeah, but you like grew out, like you grew up. These men <laughs> haven't. Um, I I grew up because I present myself as being grown up. Like I okay, but so much your <laughs> your dreams though aren't to still be a rock star. That's true. That's true. That that that's what I mean. lot, lot, around COVID. That's when I gave that up. So no. yeah. No, it's fine. I, yeah. And then my second issue is that I, all my relationships have been like, besides one has been long distance Uh, because I, I do better with distance. Like we were talking about earlier, like friends, like everybody lives far away. Like I like to, I I don't know. I like that distance and uh, it's, uh, it's just not realistic. Like, let me let me ask you because I've I've never been in, and then I have to hop on after this. I apologize, but we have to go no, eat fine. dinner. But uh, but um, I've never been in a long distance relationship. I've been with my fiance for like almost nine years. Um, wow. So I've I've never done the long distance thing. What is that like? Because I I've always wondered. And I've never asked anyone. How how does um, that work or anything? So it's a lot of like phone calls, a lot of FaceTime, texting, um and trust but as I got older it definitely gets harder um I think though when I when I've done the distance thing I was always friends with them years for years like prior so like my most recent ex we were best friends for like four years and when we were just friends we would always talk on the phone and text and whatnot and also when you have a career where you also live on the road, 
even if you lived in the same city, it's still distance because they're, if they're touring like 300 days in the year, you're still distance. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like you adjust to it. The first one was the hardest and then it got easier for me. The first one was definitely harder because I actually took it really well. Actually, every distance relationship I've been in, I took it well. It was always the guy that was like, I can't do it. I, it's making this too hard on me. And my most recent ex, it was logistics and fi- finance. That's like, and I, he was the closest I've ever actually dated somebody. And that was New Jersey, Yemen, Pennsylvania. So it's not even like he's super far, but the toll roads are, it's so expensive in Pennsylvania. It's a hundred dollars one way. And it's like, like he was like the drive. And then like also the drive, like that sucks. Like I can't get to your place till three in the morning and then we're working all day. And then I have to work the weekends. Like, when am I going to see you? Like I see you for two days. We basically get to sleep and then that's it. So it does get hard. But it's also nice because in my eyes, I was like, you get to live your life and I'm living my life and we're going to grow as adults individually, but we're still together. And I think that is in my eyes and in my experience that has been healthier than when I dated somebody who we lived together was in my hometown and all that, because we were so far up each other's asses that we couldn't be our own people where distance it's like hey babe like what are you up to today like we'd be on the phone for like four hours and we would like fall asleep together but like we could go do things throughout the day and we know we weren't hurting the other's feelings because it was like well I'm doing this you're doing that that's great awesome um so but it does get lonely sometimes because you know like in the moment of like if you're having a terrible day and you you like really want them like in that moment it's like they can't get there um that sucks. That is the hardest part. Like there were days where I would just cry and I was like, I really just wish you were here and vice versa. But then I look back at it and it's like, that's not making me codependent. And thank God, because I used to be codependent and I will never do that again kind of thing. So um, anyways, that's my personal experiences. And that's been like the differences. Um, Totally. But I've realized men do not do well with distance. They, uh, you guys cannot handle it as well as girls, in my opinion. But that's also we're, my experience and opinion. I could be wrong. I don't know. We're creatures of habit and we crave physical intimacy. Not necessarily just like yeah. sex or anything, just physical intimacy. Being able to touch someone and hold someone. Yes. At, at least for me. So when we're yes. kind of, when we have someone that we're emotionally invested in and we have an emotional intimacy with but we can't have physical intimacy all the time it it takes a really big toll on us so i i get it i do yeah that was basically all like all of my relationships it was that and then it was also like and this sucked but one of my first distance relationships and this one hurt me a lot but he was like hearing you cry on the phone and i can't be there for you is destroying me mentally. And it's not even your yeah. fault. It's that I can't handle the fact that I can't be there to like yeah. protect you. We're, we're fixers. That's why we, um, we need to fix things all the yeah. time. Like if something's wrong, we need to get in there and be like, what's going on? How can I help? Right. You know? Right. Um, but us girls were like, eh. <laughs> like I don't know. Like, and I hate, and it's not that I'm not like empathetic. Cause like there was my, my last relationship, like, there was times where I was like, I will get in the car right now. You're five hours away. Like, don't think I won't be there. I will do whatever I can. But yeah. um, it, yeah, it's just hard. It is hard, but I don't know. Maybe you're, maybe this will be the watching me grow. We'll look back like in a few months and be like, remember when you said that <laughs> things have changed. I don't know. I need to start dating somebody in my own town. <laughs> This is getting well, bad. You know, you gotta stop. You gotta stop disappointing grandma. So you know, I do. I do. I keep telling her. <laughs> Two years ago, I was kind of dating this guy from Canada, 
we're still really good friends now. Like it was just like, you know, whatever, but he was like, I'll, I'll get you. I have a visa. So don't think I won't move. And I was like, bet. I was like, there were- grandma, I got a nice boy from Canada. And she's like, honey, <laughs> She's like, you need to stay with people in your own country. And I'm like, I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> so right. yeah, but we'll, well leave it with that. It was nice right, catching well, up with you. Yeah, you too. Uh, I always love these chats. Let's do it again oh. next week. Yeah, of course. I, I don't yeah. do anything. So uh, hopefully <laughs> I won't be in my childhood bedroom, but I probably will be. So I can, well, I I'm looking at apartments Saturday, so we can talk about Ooh. that so yeah. I'll be in I'll be in Dallas, Texas next week for uh, work, but but I'll be I'm in jealous. A, I'll be in a hotel room in either Dallas or Austin uh, doing this conversation. So I'm jealous. I have my friends live in Dallas. So oh, I love Dallas. Dallas is an awesome city. Oh, I know. We'll talk about that next week. Cool. Do you want to uh, plug your plug your social media if you want? Yes, to? yes, yes. So if you um, want to hear more about my annoyance, you can go on Twitter and Instagram um, at franzy f r a double n double z y, and TikTok is the same except it's two y's. And TikTok's just getting messier and messier as time goes. So you know, join in on the fun. <laughs> You get to see her her wonderful pets, though, Lilo and Stitch, which that's always nice. You do. You do. We are goals. From what I understand and what I've been told uh, by men on Bumble is that we're goals. So, All <laughs> right. Go Bumble. I've, I've never used a dating app, so I, I don't know how those go, but uh, go I hate Bumble. it. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that next time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. And, and as always, on every platform, you can find me at Chubby Elvis, C H U B B Y E L V I S. Yay. Cool. Yes. Thanks, everyone. Well, Thanks, thank everyone. You, Kirby. I'll talk to you next thank week. Thank you. Talk to you next right. week. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.